Hi everyone, this is Peter Levin, and you're listening to another episode of In Good Hands, a show about the companies and founders solving our climate crisis. Today, I interview Brian Bichel, co-founder and CEO at Buy Humankind. Now, Buy Humankind is the CPG company that creates great personal care products that don't come at Earth's expense. Anything from deodorants and mouthwashes to shampoos and cotton swabs. The products are beautiful, they're all natural, and they're designed to reduce all of the single-use waste in our daily routines. So in the episode, Brian will take us through the entire journey, starting from being a co-founder at New York Famous Baked by Melissa to the eureka moment behind By Humankind. We'll talk about that, whether we should be conflating the issues of plastic and single-use, and all of the products that they have in the pipeline. So without further ado, get ready for an amazing episode with Brian Bichelle, founder and CEO at Buy Humankind. Brian, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So Brian, let's jump right in. What is Buy Humankind? Buy Humankind is a new personal care brand on a mission to rid the world of single-use plastic waste, starting with products we use every morning in the bathroom and do it without sacrificing the convenience that we've come used to in our daily lives. If you go on Buy Humankind's website, there's a number of products. How did we actually get here? What's the pathway from A to B? And what was the eureka moment? I wasn't a environmentalist, so to speak. I'm an entrepreneur by nature. My last business was in Baked by Melissa Cupcakes. I was CEO of that business for almost nine years. And when I transitioned out, I had no sort of intention of jumping right back into the pool or into the deep end at all. I decided to go on vacation, spend some time doing things that I never did before, learning things like learning to scuba dive, as example. And on one of our diving trips in a place that I expected to be untouched by human hands in the middle of nowhere, about to dive off the back of the boat. And all of a sudden it looked like garbage truck had backed up the cliff over our head and dumped it in the water around us. And I said to the guy, what is this? And he said, oh, don't worry, we'll go around the other side of the island and, and we won't see it. We ended up diving there anyway. And it looked like to me, things that I would see in the East River in Manhattan being a New Yorker, not in, in such a, a beautiful place off the little islands off Thailand. And that was my moment in time where it was very ri- visual, plastic floating all around us, it doesn't get more visual than that. And sort of just digging into plastic as a material. Learn things like plastic lives for a thousand years, we think, before it decomposes. We don't really know that because we don't have a thousand years of history with the material itself. Other things like one third of all plastic waste in landfills in the United States comes from a personal care product. And so that really piqued my curiosity and I started exploring. And the idea for By Humankind was simple right from day one is what if we could build products, formulas that pass through your body and put them inside of containers that pass through the planet. So you arrive at these three different SKUs. Can you talk me through how long did it actually take you to bring product number one through three to market? We knew that we wanted to build a brand and a product suite that could really make an impact towards our goal of eliminating single-use plastic. And you can't necessarily do that with just one product. So we ran concurrent paths and we said, what product do most 
or a majority of Americans use in the morning. And things like shampoo, body soap, toothpaste was up there, deodorant, mouthwash. And we launched in February with three product categories, deodorant, mouthwash, and shampoo. And we get to say that if you use the products at the average rate of what we see consumers in the United States using these product categories, then you and you alone will eliminate five pounds of single-use plastic over just a 12-month period. That's just one person. So as a community, we're really reducing our waste together. From the time that I described of realizing or understanding plastic as a this big problem personally, and the day we launched by humankind sold our first product was just under two years pretty long time to work on something without selling anything we launched with those three products because they proved scientifically or efficacy wise to perform well and they were ready for consumer at the same time developing other products that just weren't ready or aren't yet ready as an example we recently introduced cotton swabs which are made out of bamboo which is the fastest growing fiber on earth totally biodegradable and, and cotton and nothing else. And we have a couple more products in the pipeline. But those products were ready for consumer and that's we launched with those three. You talked a little bit about refills with your deodorant skew. Can you walk me through what that experience looks like for the customer? When I'm done, am I is someone coming to pick it up or am I going to a physical location? What does that actually look like for the customer? No, so when you're done with the refill, you pop it out you throw it away and you pop in a new one. The refill itself is made of a paper, which is biodegradable. The little bit of plastic in that can be recycled. That product eliminates plastic by 90% compared to all the other deodorants that you see on the shelf in, say, a CVS. And that product happens to be refillable. But we're not a refill company. We're, we're not saying you need to refill all of your products. Some of our products don't have containers, for example. Our products are designed to eliminate the single-use waste component by 90% or more compared to the common product that we hold as a standard in the United States. What's your take on single use versus plastic? Should we be compounding those two things or are they separate issues entirely? Sure, so plastic in and of itself is not the enemy. Plastic has terrific properties, You know, one of which, as I mentioned before, lasts for a really long time. It's dishwasher safe, most kinds of plastic. Plastic can keep something airtight. It could keep moisture out or moisture in. So it's used in, in medical devices. This is a terrific material. The issue becomes a problem when we use something once and then throw it away because take recycling, for example, depending on what stat you look at, a very, very small percentage of plastic in the United States or in the world is recycled. It's somewhere you know, around 7%. And our definition of recycling is, is very vague. It used to be not long ago that China, for example, was taking back a big piece or a significant amount of our plastic here in the United States and quote unquote recycling it. Well, they're not doing that anymore. And so now we're forced to look at that material again and, and say, okay, well, what are we going to do with it? And so our thought is, as consumers, just reduce your waste. Also, simultaneously, try to repurpose it through circular economy and things like that. But all of these things need to happen together for us to really stem the flow of plastic into our environment, into our food chain, to the, into our planet. One of the things that separates by humankind from some of the age-old conglomerates that still think this is a non-issue. You use a really interesting mechanism to maintain close relationship with your customer. It's this texting as an e-commerce interface. And I've seen this come out with brands like Dirty Lemon and a few others. 
that allow customers to engage directly with the brand via text. So my question for you is, why is that interesting to you more broadly? And then specifically within the context of buy humankind, like how has that been working for you guys? Brand is a lot of things, but it's the personality. It, it's think of it as almost a person, right? So you want to be able to communicate with a person. You want to be able to trust that person. You want that person to listen to you and, and you hope that that person does what they say they're going to do. So we are communicating as people today in different ways than we did 10 years ago. Text is one of them. It's very convenient. It's, it allows us to communicate in short bits of words and get right to the point, get a response quickly. And so as communication evolves, so too must the way that our brand or brands must communicate with our consumers to build lasting relationships, which can't happen overnight. They take time. And so texting is one of the ways that we do that. I want to go slightly off script here because I am really interested in your take on the packaging waste issue specifically given your focus now with Buy Humankind and your success with Baked by Melissa. You see it anytime you get a package, you get these plastic containers, you get more utensils that you'll use once and throw away, all this kind of ancillary waste. How can that be solved, right? Because people are going to continue to take out and order via online delivery. What can retailers or brands do to solve the packaging waste part of that problem? The most important thing, I think, or the, the true solve to that will be a material that behaves similar to plastic, but biodegrades in a reasonable period of time and sort of goes back to the soil, so to speak. The other thing that can mm -hmm. be done is reverse logistics and taking back those containers. That, if done efficiently and reliably, can also have an impact. But there, there's nothing is going to stop this trend from happening of takeout or delivery. So I think the material solution is, is really the permanent one. And there are some terrific things happening all over the world. There are labs that are focused on finding that material, things like, you know, with ingredients like seaweed, like sugarcane, which, you know, hopefully are very close to being able to be rolled out in mass, but are not quite, quite there yet. That's super interesting. Yeah, I think I saw several videos that went viral over the past several months. You saw this carrot-based plastic bag out in Malaysia or Singapore that disintegrates when it's submerged in water. I feel like we've got to be just a couple moments away from something being meaningfully commercialized. I want to transition slightly to impact and what's next for By Humankind. So the question for you is, what's next? Like what's the moonshot for buy humankind and you know, what things are you thinking about beyond what's available today? Anything within our morning routine is in play. So things like toothpaste, things like conditioner, because we have a shampoo, we don't have a conditioner yet. Things like floss, anything that we use to get ready in the morning is within play for us over the next year. Before we transition to the lightning round, I actually just have a quick question about the name. What did it take to arrive at the name? Because it is perfect. By Humankind, it was just one of those things that made, made total sense, empowerment of our community for the next generation of the people who will live here. And so it was just one of those things that was just... Wow. 
you know, wow, that that's perfect for what we're doing. Nothing better when you have the eureka moment around a name, right? <laughs> you, you feel like it's so funny. You spend all this time around the actual product or service you want to build, but you feel like you can't get started until you find you know, the perfect name. I'd love to transition to my favorite part of entering interview. It's a lightning round. It's a game I play with every guest where I'll ask a few questions and we'll try to answer each of them in 60 seconds or less. You ready to go? Ready. What other consumer brand are you most excited about? I love Lego because it's core, such a simple object, you know, a block, and it's been around for such a long time, but somehow Lego has managed to not only stay relevant, but I think increase relevancy and, and keep the attention of, of kids today. And so I, I love that brand. And also, you know, Lego is making a push to go sustainable, which, which is terrific. Love it. The next question is about a trend that appears to be really hot at the moment. Alcohol-free booze. Are you bullish or bearish and why? Bullish. Well, it's not booze, right? But it, it's it's a drink. Alcohol in its in its purest form it is a drink that brings people together to share an experience. Alcohol was the thing that it was, and it is, you know, for our parents and our, our grandparents. But that doesn't mean that it has to be for us and our kids. So I think that the movement away from alcohol is only going to continue to grow. I love it, actually. Wow. Have you tried any of the products, the cause or kin? Yeah, I've, I've tried them all. I think they're all super interesting. I'm not somebody that, you know, has them in my house, uh, you know, all the time, but I admire what they're doing and, and hope they keep going. Nice. If you weren't working on By Humankind, what problem area would you be exploring? The food waste issue, I think, is something that is a white space that's there for the taking and that Hopefully, one of these big technology platforms that is facilitating the growth in the sector will challenge on a physical level, you know, the packaging itself. Um, I think food uh, is, is just an exciting area to play, you know, beyond packaging. Food sources, uh, the transition from, you know, meat as a percentage of our diet away from meat, you know, the plant-based trend is here to stay and will only continue to grow. And also just discovering other ingredients, you know, that we may not, you know, know about that weren't fed to us as kids that are delicious and are super high in, in, in nutrients. I think that there's a tremendous opportunity there to introduce new ingredients to people through uh, dining experiences. Interesting. Actually, I saw some type, it was either a research study or some bio pharmaceutical company. I'm, I'm not sure where I read this, but um, it's a new effort to prepare and uh, almost prime taste buds of children when they're in their infant's years, such that they become more interested in vegetables and healthy foods. Like they develop a love for those tastes early in their years. I don't know if you if you saw anything like that, but I think that's another example of someone kind of hacking uh, ingredients as an opportunity and saying, how can we how can we introduce these things earlier in someone's life so that they can be healthy? I think it's actually a healthcare play. Um, but anyway, the space is interesting. Super interesting. Another way of looking at it is like when I go to the fish store, I love to eat fish, and you see the same eight kinds of fish on the counter wherever you go. 
Well, those fish are being depleted from the ocean because that's what we're trained to think is delicious piece of salmon, for example. But there are plenty of other delicious fish in the ocean that, you know, we can try and, and maybe we'll help to solve some of the, you know, overfishing problems uh, that we're facing. And so things yeah. as simple as that. The last question of the lightning round is who has had the greatest impact on your learning and why? Oh, gee. I'm not sure it's a single person. For me, it's it's really about moments in time that leave a, a lasting lesson. And, and sometimes those most memorable moments where you walk away with, oh, shit, that, 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 I'm never going to do that again, or, or that, that really worked. You know, there, there are some figures that are, have been present in those moments for me, you know, over a long period of time. And, and those people I'm lucky to have around me. But, you know, I think the key to learning is to just force yourself into the situations that make you feel uncomfortable in a way that is thoughtful. Um, that's not to say you should just like do crazy things for the sake of being crazy. But if, if you think like, oh, that that's interesting. Hmm, I should do that. Yeah, I've never done it before. Oh, and then go ahead and do it. Regardless of what the outcome is, that's probably a positive thing for you to do and we'll learn from going forward. I love that. Brian, handle the lightning round with ease. Before we part ways, I would love to lay out the red carpet. Is there any final plugs, call to actions you want to leave with our listeners? Just that it's a really crazy thing to start a business that is sort of unique and and spend two years trying to build really special products and testing those products and then finally going to market with them and having some really great success early on with what we're doing. And so for those of you who have become our customers, thank you. We wouldn't be here without you. For those of you who are customers who you know want to tell us something, whether it's through text like we talked about or through email, please tell us. We're listening. Um, that's the most important thing that we can do during this early stage of development. We are here for you. Brian, again, thank you so much. This was so much fun and uh, we'll have to do this in 12 months. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Wow. What an episode. Big thanks to Brian for coming on the show and to all of you for listening. If you enjoyed, please consider subscribing and writing us a review. It really does mean a lot to us. Also, if you have any recommendations about a guest or a company you'd like to see on the show, let us know. Message us on social at In Good Hands. Special shout out to Dan Mahoney, who produced this week's episode, and Eddie Knuckles, our music director. I'm your host, Peter Levin. You can find me on social at Peter A. Levin, and that's it. Looking forward to bringing you another new episode next Tuesday.